Today we're going to read Psalm 103, 1 through 5, and we're going to bless the Lord. This is what it says in the New Living. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Let's pray together. Oh, Heavenly Father, in the next few minutes, I just ask you to teach us from your word. Give us your insights, your wisdom, your ability to see what you are doing among us. We love you and trust you. And as a matter of fact, we get excited about serving you. We love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. Well, the first thing that we get to do, you see what I did there? The first thing that we get to do, not just have to do, not just, we're not just obligated to do it, but we get to praise the Lord with your whole heart. You and I get to praise the Lord with your whole heart. The scripture there says it clearly. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. You know, sometimes when you read a verse like that and somebody's preaching a verse like that, you're like, what else can they say? To be honest, not much. Might be a short sermon, Terry. You're in good shape. Okay? I mean, think about it. Praise the Lord with your whole heart. Jesus said it like this. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Matthew 22, 37. Can you praise the Lord with a divided heart? You can, maybe, sort of, kind of. But is it whole praise? Is it whole worship? Is it whole thanksgiving? If you've got a divided heart, a distracted heart, you know, there's some things in this world that I understand. There's some things that I don't understand. When I see that truck coming in, and I see that license plate on the front, and I scratch my head, and it says, a house divided. And it's got two different teams on there. I'm not going to mention what teams they might be. But y'all, I scratch my head. I don't understand how, that, how you can do that. I've heard this. I've heard that on game day. Honestly, I've heard, you know, I've heard that some people have to like be downstairs and some people have to be upstairs. Could be the mittens. I don't know. Uh, I, did I say that out loud? I, I don't know. 
I've heard, and more and more, I'm like, and us too, yeah. Here's the thing. Y'all look. I'm just going to say this again, soft and gently. God don't play that. Okay? We're either on his team or we're not. Jesus said it clearly. You are either with me or you are against me. There is no black and white in this thing. I mean, gray issue, and it is black and white. Right? It is one or the other. My brother happens to be, he lived in Kansas City. And I don't like him very much, really. Because every February, he gets to, you know, talk about the Chiefs and everything like that, and my Raiders are in his lowly division, and, you know, we're the lowly ones in the, in the, you know, Almighty, and I just don't talk to him for a few months. No, I'm kidding. But the serious nature of this is this, and you know I'm true, you know I'm telling the truth, that there is stuff that gets us distracted away from God. Satan is so cunning and he's so shrewd If you just graduated high school and you were here on this stage, I know there's four of you, just let me see where you are. Let me just raise your hand at me. I think I got you. Good. I want to talk to you all for just a second. Let me, let me tell you there's a book out there. This, is, this tells you how serious this is. The book title is entitled, How Not to Lose Your Faith When You Go to College. Now just think about that for just a minute. How many students grow up in youth group, they go to church, they go to camp, they do all the stuff, and then they get to college and they're done. It's over. I'm not talking about make a few mistakes. I'm not talking about make a few bad choices. I'm talking about they basically look at God and say, thanks, no thanks, I'm done with this. So much so that we need a book to put in your hand that says how not to lose your faith in college. Listen to me, graduate. You have to choose now who you will serve. You have to choose now who you will serve in the fall. Hallie, I love you sometimes like you're my own daughter. You make me cry, you make me laugh, all those things. I love your family Rusty like a brother. I've seen you since you were this tall, okay? Grow up to this woman of God. Do you not think Satan is coming for you at Jacksonville? He's coming. The good news is I know your heart and I know you're strong. You put other believers around you and it makes you stronger. You put this Word of God into your heart and it will come out. And this is what will be the shield of faith and stand against the arrows of Satan. Adult, do you think I'm just talking to Hallie? Don't. You better go out of here thinking he's talking to me. Because you know what? Satan's coming for you tomorrow at work. Tonight at home on the television. This is real stuff. And we get to look back and say with a whole heart, I'm going to praise God. 
Second thing we get to do is realize this, that the Lord does good things for us. In verse 2, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. Just curious, anybody else but me, does it blow away your mind sometimes that God actually does good things for you? Like, if you're like me, you're like, I am a dirty, rotten scoundrel, and God is still pouring His favor and love on me every day. His blessings, I can't even count. Wow. What an incredible thought. All this graduation season comes, and you know like the number one verse during graduation season. You know what it is, right? <laughs> I, just, I just saw it. Jeremiah 29, 11. Yes, it is. It, uh, it says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Who believes that in this room? Listen. He does have a plan. Let me tell you how I know that. Because I've been doing this long enough. You know, I was in youth ministry for 22 years, and now I've been doing this pastor for 11 years almost. And here's the thing that I know. You can take a student, you can take somebody going to college, and they can think, I'm going to this college, I'm going here, and I'm going to do this. And they'll go and do the, you ready, preview days? You know, preview days are awesome. You know why? Because you get out of high school free. Okay? You get a free day off to go to the preview day. So if you're in high school, make sure you take all your preview days. You go do the college thing and you go check them all out. And you can be dead set on this one. And then you literally can park the car. Add another one. Take a step out and you feel the Holy Spirit in your life. And you go, oh my goodness. You may not say it to mom and dad yet, but you know what I'm talking about. It's something different inside and you go, oh my goodness. And you keep walking through the day and before long you just go, hey, I like this place. Am I telling the truth? I've seen it. I saw it in my son. God has a plan. Our adults know this because you've Chosen the right plan sometimes and sometimes the wrong plan. You've been in God's will and sometimes you've been out of God's will. The good news about God is He's gracious. Amen? And He can get us back on that God's will thing pretty quick. The Lord does good things for us. He's got blessings for us that we can't even account for. One of my favorite passages of Scripture is Ephesians 3.20. It talks about, I'm going to actually turn to it. It talks about God doing more than we could ask or imagine. And this week, for some reason I was just reading and, and I actually got verse 19 before 20. And this is what, I'm going to read them both together. It's Ephesians 3, 19 and 20. And to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Jesus will do more than we can ask or imagine. We've got to stay focused on him. We've got to stay 
plugged in to what his will is. In verse 3, we see some great news about God. So we praise God for his goodness, his blessings, and all these things. And then he goes on top of that and does even more. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Is anybody like getting to a hallelujah point yet? I mean, is anybody getting fired up yet? I mean, come on. Woo! I mean, he forgives my sins. And if you want to start comparing, I mean, I got a list, y'all. But you know what? He doesn't even know there's anything written on it. Because you know what he sees? He sees the blood of Christ when he looks at me. He sees a redeemed saint. The problem with you and me is when we look in the mirror, we seem a dirty, rotten sinner. The problem is we walk out of the house a lot of times as a dirty, rotten sinner instead of a redeemed saint. And we need to start walking out of the house Leading our life, walking in our life like a redeemed saint through the blood of Jesus Christ. And shine that light for others so that they can too meet Him and follow Jesus. He forgives our sins. And He heals our diseases. Listen, this is one of those things in Scripture. We see that God heals diseases. We also know that we've seen brothers and sisters who have died from diseases. And we scratch our head and we're confused. Let me try to give it to you as simple as I can. Without going to theology class and breaking this down for hours and hours. Number one, God is sovereign. Okay, God does what he wants to do. The way he wants to do it. The way he sees fit to do it. All those sorts of things. Usually, God has, it's, it's more like a chess game, you know, with him. Like there are puzzles, there are things moving and we never see any of it. It just We just kind of feel that what's happening now. This other part is this. God's healing and our healing sometimes are different. We said earlier in our prayer to the, to the graduates that this is not our home. We get so confused and concerned about the temporal meaning of the flesh death here on earth. I, gotta, I just want to break this news to you. You ready? Everyone that just took a breath earlier in this sermon? For you, death? It's not if. It's when. At least once a week, I get up from my desk and I walk through that cemetery over there. When's the last time you walked through these cemeteries we have? I highly recommend it. You know why? Because when you walk through a cemetery, it gives you a little perspective. One day there will be a stone with my name on it. There will be a beginning and an end. But the news is not, doesn't end there, y'all. I follow Jesus. I've got a home. Jesus went and created this mansion for me. I, although that blows my mind too. And we get so caught up and hung up in these things. But I can tell you right now. That I've seen earthly, fleshly disease bring people to despair. And I've seen God blow that away by physical healing in an incredible way. There are stories and testimonies that you've heard and I've heard about things being uh, on x-rays and on, on CT scans and all that. And when they go back for tests, they're not there anymore. 
And I got news for you. It's not how great the doctor is. I mean, your doctor may be awesome. But when you something like that happens, it's how great Jehovah Rapha is. The great healer. That is God. He forgives our sins. And He heals our diseases. In verse 4, He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. That death we face here, that, that, that for sure thing, you know the joke, death and taxes, it's going to happen, right? That thing here on, on earth that happens, the good news about death is it's not a big deal to God. Like all that we're doing is we're transferring from here to our eternal home. Any, anybody fans of Southern Gospel? Like old Southern Gospel? I don't listen to a lot of old Southern Gospel. But sometimes, in the truck, I got to crank up Beulah Land. Just to remind me. Just to think about that eternal home. The Lord destroys death. In 2 Timothy 1.10 and all through the New Testament, we see these type verses. And now He has made all this plain to us by appearing of Christ Jesus our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. If you think it's about anything else, it's not. It is about Jesus Christ taking your place on the cross of death and being resurrected in three days to prove that He has given us eternal life. And right now, He's on the throne, crowned as King of kings and Lord of lords. And one day, God the Father will look at Him and say, Now, son, it's time to go get your bride. And we know what's going to happen. He's going to come in riding on the white horse. And he's going to have the sash and it's going to say King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And no one is going to be able to stand against our Savior and our Lord. Amen? He redeems us. And finally in verse 5, He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord fills us and renews us. Just a question, does anybody ever get tired? Does anybody ever get weary? Does everybody, does, you know, the scripture says, don't grow weary in doing good. Do you ever get weary in doing good? I do. I mean, when you press on and you press on, and sometimes you don't see the victory, sometimes you don't see the turnaround, and you just keep trying and keep trying, don't give up. Press on. I love this scripture in Isaiah 40, 31. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. A few times in my life, I've seen an eagle. I've seen, uh, I, I had a, actually a strange, you know, it took me a double take. I was on 14 and I saw a golden eagle on 14. It was kind of crazy. I'll tell you that story sometime. But I've seen a bald eagle fly across in a weird moment, in a weird time, and that was kind of weird. A, a weird one was, was I was at um, 
I was at Mount Vernon. That's George Washington. Is that where we were? I can't remember. I'm not a great history person. Get a little confused. But we were, we were at, at Mount Vernon and George Washington's tomb. We were at his tomb right there. And it's so weird that like we were at George Washington, you know, the, the father of our, the first president. And this bald eagle flies right over. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. you've ever seen an eagle it's pretty awesome i know what you auburn fans are saying we see it every saturday it's awesome well i was at an auburn game not too long ago and i gotta tell you it was awesome it was not as awesome as when i was hiking up in tennessee and i was pam and i were hiking and we were sitting out on this top place of a it's called it's called the um the big south fork of the Cumberland River and we're up on a three-point ridge and there's nests of golden eagles all around us. Literally, it was amazing. And these golden eagles were flying, kind of like if you see a group of buzzards, but they were golden eagles. And I'm sitting down on this rock face and these, I mean, you wanted to go like this and grab them, but you couldn't <laughs> because it was way down. And I'm sitting up there and these birds would come almost to you and they would turn sideways. And you'd see their immense wingspan. And just the, the, the strength, the velocity, the power. And the promise from God is that He will give us that kind of strength and power when we're weary, when we're tired. Don't give up. He fills our life with good things. We're renewed like youth. Haven't you ever said this? I wish I had that much energy. Right? You know what? With God, you can. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. I just want you to think about this passage of Scripture. I want you to think about it. I want you to hear it. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from the death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eels. Oh, Heavenly Father, today I pray that you be glorified in our life. That we live a life that says, praise be to God. That we live a life that says, praise the Lord with everything we have. When we're getting persecuted from people around us, that we shake that off. When the distractions are coming in, we look the other way toward you. Let us live the life that says, praise the Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm.